Hello, and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I am Matt. I'm Ashley. And we are joined today by Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hi. <laughs> yeah, Rachel has uh, been on the show before. Um, she is on Twitter at uh, Rachel underscore reviews, and she also uh, has her own review website, rachelsreviews.net. Um, yeah, so we're doing our 13 days of Halloween, so... Uh, for the 13 days leading up to the uh, holiday, we talk about a movie each day that's uh, you know, like a horror film or thriller. And uh, today is a movie from 1980. It's a Disney film called The Watcher in the Woods. I saw, Rachel, I saw you talk about this movie on Twitter a while back. And I hadn't thought about the movie in a long time, uh, but I remember liking it as a kid. And so I was like, okay, I want, I want Rachel to be on the show and have us talk about Watcher in the Woods. So can you tell folks, what is it about? Okay, so it is a, about a family that moves to a, a kind of grand old house in England, an estate, I guess you'd call it. And there is this a woman there that uh, is like a housekeeper, kind of, Mrs. Aylwood, and her daughter uh, was lost, uh, disappeared mysteriously in the woods, uh, years before. And, uh, her name was Karen. And so now the two, uh, girls, uh, the daughters of the family that moved in, the Americans, Jan and Ellie are now, uh, start to hear things and strange things in the woods and and uh, they start trying to put it together and what it is that they're hearing and and what happened to Karen and and uh, all of that yeah so um what so how long have you liked this movie in other words did you I don't think you were probably alive when it came out <laughs> but uh, did you no. did you see this movie as a kid or as an adult first? I didn't. I saw it as an adult because I started in 2016, started Disney Scares Month on my channel. And I had already reviewed a lot of the animated classics because I'd done a um, a Disney Canon series twice. And so I was trying to dig a little deeper and not just do... I'm finally actually this year doing Sleepy Hollow. And this year, after seven years, I figured, okay, I can do those classics again. But... um. But anyway, I was trying to dig a little bit deeper, and actually the very first movie that I did for Disney Scares Month uh, was Watcher in the Woods. And I'd heard about it, you know, because the um, uh, the president of uh, Walt Disney at the time, Walt Disney Studios, wanted to uh, go a little bit darker. Ron Miller was his name, and, uh, and he was the... Uh, son-in-law of Walt Disney. Um, and he, uh, was trying to be more experimental to reach to older teens. Um, and this, this movie did get kind of messy. There was a theatrical and a, um, and then a, uh, uh, director's cut, I guess, of the movie, um, that was released. Uh, and it, it was considered to be a flop at the time, but it's definitely one of those movies that has, gotten a bit of a, a cult following, uh, especially, you know, Betty Davis. I think her performance is pretty strong for this kind of movie. And it's just not expected uh, to get some of the guys from Disney. 
uh, but uh, but they did have this period. There's something wicked this way comes uh, was the same time. Return to Oz was the same time, like trying to do some some darker uh, films. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned those two other movies. I, I, I watched something this wicked this way comes as a kid. I quite liked it, although I did find it very dark. And then um, yeah, I remember yeah, my mom sure. taking myself and some cousins and some friends to see Return to Oz at the theater when it came out. I think it was 1985 or 86. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm we, we were all used to the bright uh, and colorful uh, 1939 Wizard of Oz. And then this thing came along, Return to Oz. And um, I remember watching that at the theater thinking, I don't think this is for people my age. This is a really dark movie. But we digress. Terrifying. Yeah, we digress. So, Traumatized by Return to Oz. That's <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, but, uh, but, yeah, I was pretty weepy when I was little. I got scared pretty easily. So I I kind of famously, I've never watched any Scooby-Doo <laughs> ever. <laughs> It's like one of my blind spots, and uh, as far as animation, um, because I, I don't know, just ghost stories and things I I didn't really I just didn't like, uh, and so I wouldn't have watched this uh, as a kid. But you know, as an adult, I try to be a bit braver. So Ashley, you had never mm-hmm. seen this movie before. That is correct. I okay. had never seen this so, movie, yeah. which is kind of surprising to me because at this time I was definitely watching a lot of um, Disney movies. And I, I watched um, Return to Oz for sure, and that looms large in my head because it was so scary. And I feel like this movie, had I seen it as a kid, would probably loom large in my childhood memories as something you know that I would remember and that would have had an impact. So what did you think of it? Um, I thought that it was suitably atmospheric. Um I, I liked the performances. You know, Betty Davis is just always so interesting to watch, and she's she is actually pretty good here. Her character is a little sidelined. I you know I would have loved to ha- have a little more of her in the movie. Um, so yeah, I think this movie really excels at creating a mood with this old house and these woods and the mysterious lights in the woods and and all that stuff. Um, I don't know that the movie makes a lot of sense by the end i I was i was really struggling to try to kind of connect the pieces in my in my head um so that's where the movie kind of failed uh for me but uh what did you think seeing it again seeing it again kind of um i I didn't remember a whole lot about it i remembered you know that there were some woods there were some lights in the woods there was betty davis being kind of weird and uh and and there was i had forgotten until we started rewatching it or started watching it that there was this blindfolded girl um but then it all kind of started kind of coming back to me i i do remember when i was a kid thinking that the ending was just sort of eh. and that's kind of how i feel about the ending now too um i did understand it i mean i followed it well enough about what was happening at the end um and we we also i i could not find this online like streaming um, not even on Disney Plus. So we actually bought yeah. the DVD. Mm-hmm. And on the DVD, there's two alternate endings. One is like six minutes. One is 13 minutes. I didn't bother with a 13-minute one. Uh, did well, you watch uh, I, either I, of those? I, well, I forget which one is which as far as the length. But one of them wasn't even direct, even made by the director. Uh, one was an entirely different director who they uh, they brought in and filmed an entirely different ending. And I forgot to watch, rewatch that, uh, before coming on this, but, uh, but yeah, they, um, 
they re-released a revised cut uh, and it still didn't, I guess, didn't do very well. But uh, it's pretty, uh, I don't know that many where movies where that's happened. Yeah. It's funny. So, and this is a 42-year-old film. So, I mean, we are, I guess, going to talk a bit about how how it ends. But <laughs> the mm-hmm. I found the ending, ending a bit anticlimactic. I mean, again, I understood what was happening, but I found it, I don't know, like it could have been done better. So that's why I was very curious to watch at least one of the two alternate endings. And there's parts about the alternate ending we watched that I liked more than the regular ending. And yet I also didn't like. So, so okay, as, as Rachel kind of described earlier, Betty Davis's daughter went missing like 30 years before the events of this film. And the older daughter of the family that comes to live in this house, she's played by Lynn Holly Johnson. She sees Betty Davis's daughter. Um, in, in a blindfolded because that's she was blindfolded playing some game when she disappeared, and so she keeps seeing visions of her. All right, and you get the idea that she's lost. The daughter needs to come back, et cetera, et cetera. So at the end, she does come back. And yeah, she's yeah. been in kind of like a uh, a. Uh, she was there was like an alien and there's a seance and I don't know you just have to kind of go <laughs> yeah so the alien she's been suspended in time so she hasn't aged no she's still the same the alien <coughs> excuse me the alien is not in the regular ending it's in the alternate ending that we watched that's the part I didn't like because I am somebody who grew up watching classic Doctor Who which is made on a shoestring budget with very fake looking aliens. I don't think old Doctor Who would have allowed this alien <laughs> on the set because this alien looked awful. But that's in the alternate version. But in the regular version, the alien, the, 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 the there is a entity that speaks through the younger daughter who's played by Kyle Richards, who is, 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 is out in a new movie this month called Halloween Ends. <laughs> in case anyone's seen that. Um, but. So this entity speaks through her and is goes back to its dimension. And then, yeah, Betty Davis's daughter comes back to ours. Here's the big issue I have with the regular ending is the blindfolded daughter, Betty Davis, that comes back is not the same actress that we've been seeing playing the blindfolded daughter in the visions in throughout the film. It is, I remember, I mean, that's the first thing that's, I mean, it's like, <laughs> oh, who is this? I mean, this is, I know it's supposed to be the daughter, but it's not. Oh, yeah. uh, now, in the alternate ending, the, well, one of the, one of the ones we watched, the one with the actual alien that we see, um, it definitely is that same actress playing the daughter, the, the blindfolded daughter. Um, yeah, I don't know what happened there. I don't know whether this was like a reshoot or something, but it was just, yeah. Yeah, the the thing I think is interesting about this movie is the way that it creates like atmosphere and tone. And you really the camera follows them through uh, through the woods, uh, and you get a lot of nice like tracking shots and things that really help kind of build atmosphere. I also like the fact that uh, they don't go to obvious symbolism with the like it in the remake. They have it be a cross instead of a triangle. And I feel like the cross is just more like we've seen it more. Whereas like the triangle, you're like, what does that mean? I have, remind me, remind me where the, where the triangle's so at. Kind of like, 
in the in the glass when the the glass cracks and there's the triangle. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, all right, I got you. Yeah, yeah, and then and then she sees uh, Narek in the uh, <laughs> uh, in written in the glass. Yeah, and I I think that's like that makes you think it's Karen backwards, obviously. So it starts to build sort of the clues and things. And I agree that I mean, especially because you got all these different endings, it's 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 a little bit of a mess at the end. <laughs> but um, but I don't know. I just feel like that's a more interesting choice than like across because I don't know. It just, we have to figure out what is it? What are they doing? Why are they doing that? And in the, in the remake, they have all of this thing with like the plague and, and, um, uh, this, um, per, like, I think it was a priest or anyway. So they have all this sort of lore that they, they add in the remake but I think that makes it sort of more generic as opposed to, and I didn't hate the remake like, like some, but uh, I think this is more unique and different and sort of, and it's, it kind of makes you wonder like what's going on. And I'm not sure they actually even answer all of those questions, which <laughs> is probably not the best, but I, I like, it builds the mystery of kind of what is happening. Yeah, I, I agree that the the strong point of this movie is definitely the way that it it, it builds atmosphere, um, and it manages to maintain a, a fairly um, consistent tone throughout. But I, there is one one point where it cuts to a motocross rally, and that was a bit unexpected. Um, although I liked what <laughs> I like, I liked what happened at the motocross rally. That was kind of interesting, but it, it tonally it just seemed a little weird. But there are some there are some other, some really yeah. great scenes like. Um, I love the the Hall of Mirrors scene because at one point they go to a like a fun house yeah. and she's in the Hall of Mirrors and she sees that blindfolded girl you know repeated through all the mirrors and that was pretty that was pretty effective. Um, so there's you know there's a yeah. lot of good stuff here. I do think that the weakness of the movie is Lynn Holly Johnson. Mm-hmm. I she just is not the best actress. I actually think the remake whoever they got is like an upgrade um, to her. Uh, she just feels really phony to me in her performance. Yeah, I, I liked her at the beginning, but then there was one point uh, later in the movie, I realized that every line of dialogue, she was just screaming. It was like this monotone mm-hmm. screaming. It's like, I know that she's trying to be, you know, she's she's upset, her character's upset, she's trying to get this point across, but it just got to be annoying. Yeah. I would agree with that. I, agree. I, th- I think when I watched it recently, the thing that came across to me was, um, and I think I, is that the, the movie, I, I think I used the word, it creaks. It creaks as it gets <laughs> going. The middle part, I think, where it sort of builds this story and this mystery and this tension, it, to me, is, is fairly good. Mm-hmm. And then the ending is kind of a disappointment. But I think for when I, yeah, the thing I remember that's from, fair. yeah, um, the thing I remember from childhood, I think, is maybe the middle part the most. Um, it's interesting what we remember as kids or what sticks out to us as kids. And, and you know, I, I did find this movie suitably creepy. And I think I <clears throat> have a soft spot for this movie because I have a bit of a contrarian streak. And because this movie, in my opinion, has kind of largely been ignored. I mean, even back in the day when I was a kid and I saw this, uh, you know, I would ask other kids like my peers, like, hey, have you seen The Watcher in the Woods? And either they won not even heard of it or two had heard of it and gave it a pass. <laughs> and uh, I was like, well, then this is my little 
unknown, undiscovered gem, even though it's not a great gem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's good to have movies that you can kind of introduce. If I was a parent, which I'm not, I think it would be good to have movies that can introduce your children to particular genres in like appropriate ways, you know, something like this. I feel like this kind of introduces them to certainly like supernatural horror uh, without, I don't think there's anything in here that's like too traumatizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is, as you guys have said, atmospheric and it kind of lends a sort of a interesting sort of mood or tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they really should put it on Disney plus I mean, because now at the point we've got, We've got Logan on Disney Plus. We've got, I mean, way more like mature movies than this. Oh yeah, Deadpool. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I do want to give a shout out to Kyle Richards, who, uh, like I said earlier, she's still acting, and you know, she's not the world's greatest thespian, but she, I think, does a good for a child actor in this movie. She does a good job because she switches from being like so just too. a regular kid to like being possessed, mm-hmm. and you can tell it's like okay, I. I can tell the the difference. So yeah, when she was in the original Halloween, mm-hmm. nineteen seventy eight. Yes, one of the kids. Halloween, Lindsay. Yeah, Lindsay, she's being babysat there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's Watcher uh, in the Woods. Um, what would you give it out of ten, Rachel? Um, I would probably give it. I'd probably give it a seven. Uh, or 7.5. I'll give it a 7.5. <laughs> I enjoy it. <laughs> it's a good movie. I'd give it a fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, but I just think that uh, the, some of the performances are, are mm-hmm. a little flat. Yeah. I'll give it a 6. Particularly Lynn Holly Johnson. Yeah, I was going for a 6 as well. All right. So our score is a 6.5. And, and that is the original Watcher in the Woods. Uh, again, Rachel, thank you for joining us. Thank you. And uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you.